It is Chav Tassivan, Tavshin Pei Beis, the 29th of Sivan, 5782, here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. However, I would like to at this time reach back to yesterday and to that which was at the moment of this recording, yesterday's daf, Yivama's daf Kofiad Beis. Now, although the point that I'm going to discuss right now is specifically relevant to Yivama's Kofiad Beis, 112 in Yivama's, I will also mention that this idea is relevant to several Dapim in Yavamos, and will also be very relevant throughout this week. And that is that we find in Yavamos Kofiad Beis a new parak. Kofiad Beis in Mebeis opens the parak of Cheresh Shanasapikachas, a deaf mute who marries a woman who is a Pikachas. The masculine form would be a Pikeach. Pikachas is someone who is of sound mind, someone who is, for example, able to see, able to hear. All of their mental functions are working. And this Masechta, the Mishnayis that we find on this page, and really we find cases throughout the Masechta, different permutations of marriages between different kinds of individuals, some of them who are of sound mind. You have an individual who is a pikeach, and he might marry a shota, a woman who is an imbecile, someone who is mentally deranged, or maybe a chereshes, a deaf mute. Or you have the opposite. You have... Um, a man who is a shota or a cheresh, and he is marrying a pikachas. And then you find also all kinds of combinations of these different marriages. And the reason why it's relevant is what happens when it comes to a divorce or when it comes to yibum and chalitza are certain individuals who are not completely of sound mind able to perform these ceremonious acts of marriages or these terminations of marriage. So that's what the Gemara discusses. But the main idea that I want to focus on and the one-word connection between our daf and our parsha this week that I want to focus on right now is the connection of pikeach, someone who is of sound, intelligent mind. Because when we look at Korach, when we consider Korach, the man who dared to challenge Moshe Rabbeinu, the man who dared to challenge God, God's chosen one, and the man who would do something that would be spiritually suicidal and eventually would actually take his life in an act that we could only think of as being foolish. Why would any individual do this? However, that's not the way Chazal describe Korach. They do not, they do not describe him as someone who is a cheresh, someone who is um, deaf, or someone who is tone-deaf, perhaps, a shota, an imbecile, even though the act that he did, we can only ascribe to someone who is of not of sound mind, and yet Chazal described Korach as a pikeach. That's exactly how they describe him. Beyond that, um, I heard in uh, Rabbi Daniel Gladstein's Shion Torah anytime for Parshish Korach, that Korach might have actually known more than Moshe Rabbeinu. We find in the Sefer Ben La'ashri, and he also quotes the Yisach Moshe, who says similarly, that just like we find that a Chacham, in, um, in, uh, by Chazal standards, is even greater than a Navi, right? If Hashem sends you a message versus if you figure out what the Das Elyon is by yourself, there's something greater than that. Moshe Rabbeinu was the greatest Navi. However, Korach might have been a greater pikeach. He might have been a greater bal svara. He might have been more intelligent, perhaps, we might say, than Moshe Rabbeinu, at least when it comes to raw intelligence. And the Ben La'ashri and the Ismach Moshe bring down that Korach was able to figure out something that Moshe on his own could not figure out based on a medrash plia, that Korach perhaps understood the reason behind para aduma, the quintessential chok, which Shlomo HaMelech struggled with, and Moshe Rabbeinu needed Hashem to reveal the secret to him, 
So there's a possibility that Karach himself was able to understand it. If Karach was such a pikeach, we have to wonder where Karach went wrong. And this is, in fact, the question that is addressed by Rashi. Rashi, in our parsha, so in Parsha's Karach, Perak Tazayin, Pasik Zayin, so that's 16.7, where the Pasik tells us, what Moshe Rabbeinu tells the, um, the Korach and his assembly to do. He says, Asnu you should put fire on your fire pans. The man that Hashem chooses, Hu HaKadosh, he's the only one. And then Moshe Rabbeinu closes this challenge with Rav Lachem, Nei Levi. Levi, you have, you, you, you have grabbed for way too much. And so Moshe Rabbeinu lays out the challenge and here's where Rashi speaks up. And Rashi picks up on the words, Rav Lechem B'nei Levi. You're trying to grab a lot, B'nei Levi. You're trying to grab more than your fair share, and it's going to be way too much for you. Says Rashi, Davar Gadol Amarti Lechem. When Moshe says, Rav Lechem B'nei Levi, he's saying that this is going to be very heavy for you. It's a great matter. And asks Rashi, V'lo Tipshim Hayu Shakach Hisr Behem it sounds like these people were fools because Moshe Rabbeinu literally warned them and they yet accepted upon themselves um, this suicidal mission. So they, they sinned for themselves. As the Pasuk says, the, the fire pans of these sinners. But then Rashi switches directions from Karach's assembly to Karach himself. But Karach was a pikeach. He was someone of sound mind. He was someone who was not a fool. He was astute. He was a brilliant man. So asks Rashi, well, What did he see to, to become, in a certain sense, like a shota? How do you become like a shota to engage in such shtus, in such foolishness? What is the secret to Karach's folly? Says Rashi, hatoso. His eye, his vision perceived him. What did he see? He saw a great chain, a great legacy coming from him. In a certain sense, we find from the Pasuk him that Shmuel was apparently of equal stature to Moshe and Aaron combined. And so Korach took that vision of his future legacy, and he said, for his sake, I'm going to be spared. Korach felt it must be that uh, whatever's going to happen, I'm going to be able to live this out because I have someone like Shmuel coming from me. The 24 Mishmaros, they're going to come from Korach, they're going to, pro- they're going to prophesy. So, um, as the Pazik says, So, says Korach, Is it possible that all this greatness is going to come from me? And I should stay silent right now? So he tried to grab, he tried to latch onto this. And what Moshe Rabbeinu had said that everyone was going to die except for one person. Only one person could be the Kohen Gadol. And if Korach thought that there was someone that was going to come for him from him, that Korach would still live this out, so Korach would be the one survivor. So Karach assumed it must be me. I'm going to be the one that's going to live. But he didn't see well. Because what's going to happen is his children are going to tshuva. Moshe, however, first saw this. And this is quoted in the name of the Tanchuma. Karach, hey. It's also quoted in the name of the Bamid Baraba. Yudchas Ches, 18.8. So what happened? Karach was 
Epikeach, someone who we cannot ascribe his folly to the fact that he wasn't intelligent enough. We're talking about an incredible Talmud Chacham in Korach, and Korach messed up. Korach did something that we would only otherwise ascribe to someone who is a shota, someone who's full of shtus. Why did this happen? And I think to reach back to Parshas Mishpatim, to reach ahead to Parshas Shoftim, Korach's eyes perceived him because Korach had in front of him a shochad. He had a bribe. He had a yetzerhara. He had a nagia. He had biases. Because Korach had, even if he didn't himself notice it in front of him, because of this grandeur that he wanted to reach, this taiva for kavod, for honor, which once again, maybe for Korach, it was latent. He didn't even notice it was there. But Korach foresaw and told himself that he was the Gadol Hador and that this this, uh, position of kahuna was appropriately his or should have been his. And what Korach failed to recognize, the pikeach that he was, the genius that he was, was that when it comes to shochad, shochad ye'aver ene pikchem, a shochad blinds the eye of someone who can see. He was pikeach, but his eye, his vision, his lying eyes lied to him because they showed him things that, yes, were true. They showed him that he was going to have greatness coming from him. But that still misled him. That's what rationalizations do. We rationalize based on actual facts. We, you don't rationalize based on zero, based on nothingness. You rationalize based on something that's true. And Korach had a lot of intrinsic greatness. The spiritually high level he was on, we, we can't even fathom Korach's level. The Ismach Moshe brings down that many of the Gedolim of the time were convinced by Korach that he was the man um, who, who was the greatest that he, was, he, he should have been the Gadol Ador, the Melech Yisrael, the Kohen Gadol. And if this is true, then, of course, we have to imagine that this was coming from some level of, 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 of pikchus, this idea of being able to see things through to the end, that, yeah, there was a legitimate reason to believe that Korach was as great as he was making himself out to be. But his eyes misled him. Korach didn't learn from last week what we saw from the Meraglim, Lo sasuru achare levavchem v'achare enechem. Right, Korach's eyes fooled him because he was looking first at what his heart wanted. Right, because Rashi tells us the beginning of the Parsha, what happened regarding Korach. Vayikach Korach and Korach took. What did Korach take? The Pasuk does not say. And among the different answers Rashi suggests, Rashi quotes the Pasuk in Eov, Tesvav Yebez, 1512, Why does your heart take you away? In other words, based on Medjutan Chuma Korach Beis, Korach's heart pulled him away. In other words, Korach's heart caused his eyes to mislead him. Because he followed after his heart and his eyes saw incorrectly, or they saw correctly, but he developed the wrong message and he was blinded because of the Shochad in front of him. And this is something that can hurt really any of us. Any of us, we're not talking about the shota, we're talking about the person of sound mind. And because this Yitzhahara was in his way, he was not able to fight it off and see the light until it was way too late. Only in the end would he admit that Moshe v'saraso emes. But what is most frightening is that due to Karach's Yitzhahara, you know, it's not clear entirely if what he thought at the time was a lie that he was covering up or if he was actually convinced 
that what he was fighting for was the MS. He didn't second-guess himself at any point, and maybe that is the root of his sin. But the point is that he was unable to see the shochah that was drawing him away. He was unable to see that he couldn't fully see. Even with his sound mind, he didn't realize the shtus after which he, a pikeach, was drawn. We should be zilcha to the awareness and the wariness around our own personal Yitzrei Hara, our evil inclinations, the shochah that sometimes exists in front of us, and seek proper Eitzah to find the closest to that which is the MS.